0: welcome to first Fridays with Venus hosted by me Catherine Boyer and your favorite astrologer Ariel Gutman. so we are here on Friday August the 2nd and uh, just chilling into the weekend how are you doing Ariel great how are you doing Catherine pretty well are you back in Chico this weekend
1: I am. I've been in Santa Fe for the past two weeks, and now I'm back in Chico.
0: Fantastic. I have been kind of hopping all over the place this last week. I was in Sedona, a little bit in Phoenix, and a quick trip to Las Vegas, and now back in lovely San Diego, where I really prefer the weather. But Mm -hmm. Sedona was always, it was special, just like it always is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, tell the, tell our listeners what you did in Sedona. That's a very exciting thing that you were
0: doing. Oh, well, I attended the OPA Consulting Skills Workshop, and it was a long weekend um, with four other astrologers where we discussed how we can sharpen our communication um, skills to be better astrologers, to use you know, listening aspects Um, and really connecting with people as we're doing our meetings and the, the, um, course was taught by Kay Taylor and it was absolutely fabulous. And if you haven't taken it yet and you want to work with some great astrologers, really look for, uh, the class under the OPA website, that's OPAastrology.com. Um, it was fantastic. I can't recommend it enough.
1: Great. So OPA, Organization for Professional Astrologers, is, uh, I can't say enough good things about them. They do a lot of things for upcoming professionals, current professionals who are seasoned, who have been in the business for a long time, and also students uh, that are still learning who are wanting to open a practice or, or find out how to, how to really start an astrology business? That's something that we haven't really talked about yet. But probably next month, when Venus goes into Virgo, and we talk about the working girl aspect of Venus in Virgo, um, or working guy. We will um, address maybe some of some of those uh, topics about you know finding the work you love and all of that. But this month, Venus is in Leo and. Boy, can't you feel the Leo energy and the, the really the heat of the summer, but also the, the, uh, all the things that Leo represents. The uh, sun is in Leo, Mars is in Leo, Venus is in Leo. There's so much in Leo. And Mercury, who just went direct, well, is still in Cancer now, but in another week or so, not even, we will be back in Leo.
0: Yes. No, I definitely felt it, and I just have been looking around and observing, and I've seen families getting on planes to go on vacation. Um, Everybody looks so joyful. It's a little bit warmer than usual, but people, you know, are ready to get out and embark and play under the the big, glorious sun. And um, I think we're all ready for the shift in the Venus star point, to move from Scorpio to Leo. I know we'll talk about that in a bit, but um, I just have to say I'm a girl who loves when Venus is in the sign of Leo and the sun's in the sign of Leo. And that mm-hmm. makes me happy. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if our listeners and readers of the blog have been following us, you have seen that uh, each month Venus is in the next sign forward from where it was before and it's quickening her pace she's about to catch up with the sun and when she catches up with the sun we call that the kiss of venus to the sun which in astrological terminology is also a kazemi but in our terminology it's also the venus star point and every 9.2 months venus kisses the sun and Sometimes she emerges, sometimes it's direct like she is now and it's going to emerge. She's going to emerge as an evening star in the night sky. And the other times she alternates as a morning star when it's retrograde and she'll be in the morning sky, which she's been in since last October. But now Venus is really shifting phases. She's going through kind of a transition. Um, At this point, as she catches up to the sun, she'll be disappearing behind the sun. We won't be able to see her for a little while because they're doing their little very private rendezvous and they don't want anybody to see them. Who knows what goes on behind the scenes there in the shadows, (laughs) but they're going to be cavorting. But what I thought was really interesting about August for transiting Venus was she gets three kisses this month from very hot and juicy planets. First, <laughs> first she gets the kiss to the, to the sun for the Kazemi of the Leo-Venus star mid-month. A week later, she's kissing Mars. And in between, she changes signs from Leo to Virgo. And before she leaves Leo, she kisses Juno in the last degrees of Leo for Venus in August. And I don't know, they might come off as of smacks if. One of the guys she's kissing finds out about the other guy.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! Well, at least there's equal opportunity at play with with uh, Juno there. <laughs>
1: right. So I think this means it's a very exciting Venus month for us. Um, get out and play. Get out and do things. Get out and have fun. And um, you know, we're saying it's the la- it's the last real full month of the summer. Uh, when she goes into Virgo towards the end of the month, the sun will also be going into Virgo, so will Mars. I mean, we have the last week in August, we have such a pileup of planets in Virgo that everybody's going to be thinking about back to school, back to work, back to projects, back to business. So let's take this first three weeks at least of August and uh, go to play. festivals and play, and, Let's and, hear play. Music and dance and get out and picnic and go to the beach. Do whatever makes you feel really like a child.
0: Absolutely. I, I agree with you so much there. And um, I love how Venus is traveling with the sun. It's energizing. Um, and I think we need it. It's been a pretty rough year. We, went, we made it through eclipse season. And, you know, just there are tremendous changes going on with those eclipses. So this is a little bit of a respite for everyone. I believe we even see, uh, do we see Jupiter going direct in a couple of days? Yes. And yeah. uh, and that adds joy. So I just think the theme for the first three weeks of August are definitely joyful and happy and relaxing because we know we're going to be rolling up our sleeves by the end of the, by the, end of the month to get back, back to school and back to seriousness.
1: Right. Around the 10th, 11th of the month is when Jupiter goes direct in Sagittarius, which is also a fire sign. So the one thing we do have to be careful of with all this fire, because Mars is in fire and then Mercury is going to be there soon, around the 12th of August, um venus is in leo in fire the sun's in leo in fire um you know it's fire season and i'm you know we're in both of us are in california where there have been very very destructive fires for the last 10 years at least burning all over the state north to south so we do have to we have to we do have to be careful of you know the over Done, nature of fire, and how it is affecting our state and also the rest of the planet, and just the heat index and and all the things that are that are going on around us. But the expressive and creative part of fire is uh, inspirational. It really gives us uh, kind of time to think about uh, something wonderful something joyful and something that maybe we've never done before um and i was looking at some of the people who have venus and leo just to get like we do every month just to get a kind of sense of what kind of people are venus and leo and and I they are the
0: people. showstoppers aren't they i mean yeah did you see that did you yes. see that list yes i did and it's uh it's no surprise. They, of all the signs, I think, um, they're often the most recognizable or the ones that we, we say, you know, are really represented by their sun sign.
1: (laughs) And very strong personalities. I mean, we have Andy Warhol, we have Gowdy, we have Capote, Truman Capote, um, George Bernard Shaw. We have Shelley, the poet, George Sand, Leonard Bernstein, all of these people were very dramatic and very in their creations and in their creativity, for sure. Um, But on the pop scene, um, of course, we find none other than the likes of Madonna, Mm -hmm. Whitney Houston, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Van Morrison, and Bill Haley, Mr. Rock and Roll. So... uh, and Houston and Madonna are both Leo's sons as well as Venus and Leo, giving them a combined energy of real star power, you know? I and mean, That, double, vir- stars, that, of that double Venus
0: energy, yeah. Wow.
1: So what do you think gives Venus and Leo that head-turning charisma and style and nonstop attention-getting personality? personality?
0: I, I think they they don't hold back. They like to be out front, front and center. They love being on stage. And I think they like entertaining people. And I think they're they're you know, there's a sense of um the lioness when you think of the women. Yeah. And um, you know, just uh engaging with her cubs, prideful, courageous, bold for sure.
1: Right. I was thinking of the powerful women in that song, I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. Uh, remember that Helen Reddy that came out with that song way back when? I think it was the 70s. Mm-hmm. But um, I was thinking of that when I was watching recaps of the political debates the other day, the two that we had this past week. The women really stood out more to me than the men Um, and they were roaring (laughs) they were the lionesses that were roaring Uh, if you I don't know if you watch the debates but we had Marianne Williamson who is a cancer star point and normally doesn't roar but she roared the other night we have Kamala Harris who has Mars in Leo Wow She's a Gemini star point, but she has Mars in Leo, and she definitely was a force to be reckoned with. Uh, We had um, Tulsi Gabbard, uh, who just really kind of a a, a fresh new face and a very refreshing uh, set of credentials and ideas and charisma and spunk and spark and polish. Um, I just, I just thought the women that were, and of course there's Elizabeth Warren, who you know
0: don't mess with her either. So you saw a big display of that fire energy from Uh huh. Uh huh. Terrific. Terrific.
1: And you know, it's like the men are saying, basically. Uh, I mean, some of the men were roaring too. Don't get me wrong. They were, they were on. You know, they were definitely on their um on the platform trying to get a, get some points across but i what i felt was that in times in former times the women have been like a little bit more in the background a little bit more polite a little bit more not this time this time they just spoke right out spoke right back stood up to the men said you're you're absolutely wrong confronted them on the issues and on the uh, ideas that they had. And so, like I said, it's Venus and Leo and the Leo star point. And, you know, what's interesting is the Leo star point comes up every four years. um, Transiting Venus, and this may be something a little confusing to our listeners, but transiting Venus moves around the wheel and pretty much goes through one sign each month. Mm -hmm. But the Venus star point is something that only is when Venus catches up to the Sun and they make one of the points of the five-pointed star. And so the Leo star point comes up once every four years. And the election cycle of American elections come up once every four years. Now, the actual presidential elections happen in the Gemini cycle, like in 2020, when we we get to the Gemini star. Mm -hmm. So every four years, it happens during the Gemini cycle that starts in June. And of course, we get all the talk, 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 debate, changing your mind, saying this, saying that, whatever, Gemini. But the nine months before that, every four years, we get Leo. And it's interesting. I used to call it, before I even knew about the star points, I used to call this period politicians on parade. Oh my, that's great. Because there they are, 20 politicians or whoever, you know, they're, you know, most of them are going to get eliminated before we even get to the primaries. But the idea that all these people are lining up to be in the parade. It's like watching the floats go down in a parade, down <laughs> down the street. Okay, what's this one got? What's the next one got? What are you know? What are they doing? So if that's always the Leo period when everybody has, even people who were unknown. So many of these people are unknown to us, but they had the courage to get up and say, "I want to run for president." And uh, you know they they probably know their chances are very slim of even making it but it must take a huge amount of courage to get up in front of millions of people and say that with
0: a, with a little bit of ego i would say for sure yeah yeah well i mean there
1: is a sense of pride in leo and yes. humility is something that leo's sometimes need to practice because, um, you know, there there is a great deal of pride. Um, and obviously, too much of it can make them feel above, you know, superhuman, above the crowd, and that's a little bit too hard to take. But it's nice to have a sense of pride. I mean, if you have planets in Leo, um, and most people that do have a sense of pride, and often it's in their children. They won't, they'll often say they'll be reluctant to admit to anything of their own, you know, that they can, that that they have, but they'll say, oh, I'm so proud of my children. Okay, Uh, well, there you go. The lion and the cubs, uh, the lioness and her cubs. So.
0: Well, it's gonna be interesting how this uh, whole political piece pans out over the next couple of months but uh you're right that is that that proud energetic leo energy so what about the venus star point shifting ariel that happens around the 14th of the month is that uh-huh. right yeah late
1: and night we're going late night okay. on the 13th so for a lot of the world it'll be the
0: 14th um, okay of August and, and I'm and I'm excited first... that we're shifting away from that Scorpio dark energy yeah going to bright fun Leo a little more light-hearted
1: exactly yeah so Scorpio is ruled by Pluto the dark planet way out there at the edge of the solar system that we can't doesn't ever receive the light of day and now we're switching to Leo ruled by the sun, which is of course the brightest. So we are going metaphorically from the dark to the light, from water to fire. And we will see the shift. I mean, I think we're already seeing the shift in energy as soon as Venus entered Leo and the sun entered Leo, we're already getting some of that uh, Kazemi energy. I thought it was interesting that we this year we had a re-release of the Lion King. Because it brings us back to the early days of the Leo Star Point. It was released in 94, and the very first Leo Star Point was 1987. So early on into the cycle of the Leo VSP timeline, we had the idea of the Lion King. And speaking of which, we had... I wanted to make note that the last four presidents we've had have all had Leo very strong in their chart. So this idea of politicians on parade getting up there and getting out there when the star point is affecting Leo um, is kind of interesting because when the first star point in Leo began in the uh, late 80s, going into the early 90s, we had, the, uh, we had Bill Clinton elected for eight years. He was a late degree Leo son, and it was exactly on the star point of the late Leo uh, VSP at that time. George Bush came later, who had a much earlier degree of Leo rising, but he also had Leo and for eight years, he was, and then came Obama. Another Leo sun, and of course now we have Trump
0: Leo rising. Lots of Leo energy in the presidency for sure. Wow! Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I hear the little lion roaring in the background.
0: (laughs) I hear a lot of things roaring in the
1: background. (laughs) (laughs) We had that. We just we were talking about the lion roaring, and then there it was. (laughs) So. What I'm saying, you know, does that mean that Trump's going to serve eight years? I'm not saying that. I am saying that the VSP and Leo has really spotlighted people that have the Leo energy in their chart, and I am actually looking at a lot of the charts right now of the of some of the candidates to see what gives them, you know, do they have that Leo energy? Um, As I said, uh, I don't know if I said this. Kamala Harris, who seems to be a worthy opponent to Trump, has Mars in Leo, uh, just like Trump has Mars in Leo, but Kamala Harris has Mars at 21 Leo. So this degree of this actual Venus star point in Leo right now that's happening is 21 Leo for this next nine months so you can see why she's really in the spotlight and what what are we seeing from her we're not seeing so much her venus we're seeing her mars we're seeing how much of a fighter she is if you watch her body language she's shaking her fist she's shaking her hand her fingers she's getting points across she's not backing down she is being very proactive very aggressive, very uh, confrontive, and isn't taking any flack. She's a fighter. Mm-hmm. She is, and it's showing and right fighter.
0: now. Yes.
1: You know, well, look. look at your Leo planets, first of mm-hmm. all, and see mm-hmm. if anything is near 21 Leo, on mm-hmm. or near 21 Leo, because then that's the planet that's getting activated for this next period. Mm-hmm. And then also look for um, anything in your chart around 21 degrees, like you might not have Leo there, but let's say you have 21 degrees Scorpio, that's a square. Or you have 21 degrees Sagittarius, that's a trine. Or I've got 20 a 22 Aquarius. Aries, all
0: right.
1: Okay, 22 Aries, so that's a trine.
0: Yes, love that.
1: Okay, and you, don't you have your moon at 21 Aries?
0: Yes, my moon's at twenty-two, so that's a that's a Oh, nice 22. Shine.
1: Okay, so that's trying right? to your moon, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes,
0: so I love that. Venus, Venus talking to my moon, that's fun. Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. And
0: I'm excited. I'll look for I'll look for some energy around that. Mm-hmm. When we hit on that. Great.
1: Right. And one more thing I would say about this Venus Star Point, it's 21 actually the 22nd degree of Leo, and the Sabian symbol for that is a carrier pigeon. And I think that's important because it it suggests that maybe a feeling of fulfilling a mission, um, or you don't actually know what the mission is because if you think of a carrier pigeon, the pigeon isn't aware of what's contained in the message it's carrying. It just knows it has to complete the mission and deliver it. So you may feel like you're being called to something important and to something greater and to participating in something of a higher calling, but you're not really sure what it is yet. Uh, this Venus star point at 21 is kind of interesting because it's forming a, uh, Aspects to what we call a yod, finger of God, which is also a special destiny or fate, between Pluto at 21 Capricorn, Saturn, which is going to be there where they're going to be conjunct in January, forming a quincunx to this Venus star point, and then Neptune, which will reach that degree of Pisces and also be the quincunx. So all those outer planets are pointing to Venus in terms of the carrier pigeon, the special destiny,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, the taking the message, the delivering it.
0: Right, Uh, right. I do think of the message. um, Yeah. Carrier pigeon. So maybe be on the lookout. Keep your ears perked up and listening for a good message. (laughs) Right, right.
1: Well, anyway, there's a lot more to talk about with the Venus star point for sure. It's, Ariel,
0: yeah. this Venus star point is going to be an evening star, is it not? Yes, right. So we're more we're moving away from the Scorpio morning star to the Venus evening star in Leo. Can mm-hmm. you talk about that just a bit?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, when you think about an evening star, what happens is that you see Venus actually... Uh, coming up and brightening and getting brighter and brighter in the evening sky just after sunset. So the ancients called the evening star, the star of lovers. They called the, when Venus was an evening star, they said she was the love goddess. Um, when she appeared in the morning sky before dawn, they called her the warrior goddess because that was sort of the carpe diem, get up and seize the moment and, mm-hmm. and get to work or go out to battle or get your chores done or do what you have to do. But it was more like um, there's more of a drive to accomplish something. In the, It's a yang energy when it's a morning star. We're moving into the evening star phase now, which is really more of a yin. And even though Leo is yang and it's fire and it's active and doesn't kind of wait around, remember it is a fixed sign. So the fixed nature of Leo can sometimes be yin as well. Uh, So we have the evening star seeks to partner with people. They like relationships. They want to uh, they may feel more motivated to get things done when they're working with others.
0: Mm-hmm. Well good. Collaboration.
1: Yeah, collaboration, exactly. Whereas the morning star, though she likes to partner, uh, she doesn't wait for the partner. She just gets up and does things on her own. She doesn't need Let's say, as much validation or as much assistance to get things going.
0: Hmm. Okay. So we might just find that we can we can uh, carry out that task better with with a partner in some regard.
1: Right, Very
0: right. Cool. Okay.
1: And so um, also, that you know there's a lot more to talk about with this uh, obviously, with this Venus star. Point changing and all of that, so I just wanted you to know that we are doing a webinar on August 8th, uh, 3.30 Pacific time, with the CIA, it'll be Gemini Brett and Adam Gainsburg and Julia Simus and myself, and we'll all be talking about just all the different aspects of Venus and this new this Venus Kazemi and where it is in the sky and how to work with it and how to get in sync with it and the phases and all that. But my part usually is about looking for that house in your chart. Look for the Leo house in your chart and find out where it is. And that's what's going to be lighting up for the next nine months.
0: So That'll be terrific. Um, so. So yeah. we should suggest to everyone that they check out your website for more details on that yeah. particular webinar. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. And the article that you um, have written about the blog. this. Mm-hmm. Yes, the blog. Okay.
1: Yeah, we, well, always have, we always have a blog along with the podcast, and they're, they contain slightly different things. They're not always exactly the same. So if you want to read the blog, um, you might find other things in there too.
0: Or if you want to listen to us while you're driving across country on your beautiful vacation, just (laughs) download the podcast. Right. um, There's a lot to look forward to. So I wish everyone a beautiful summer, lots of love, good partnerships, listen to those special messages. And at the end of the day, just have fun. Right. Exactly.
1: So we'll see you at the first Friday of September. Uh, By then I will be in Greece, but We'll probably be recording before that, but I will definitely catch up with all of you next month and when Venus is in Virgo and after the Leo star point. And write us your comments, leave comments or questions um, about it, what what you want to know more about. We're always glad to answer your questions and thank you for the feedback so far. I've had several people contact me and say that they love listening to um, our monthly reports.
0: That's wonderful. Great to hear that. Well, all right, Ariel, have a great month and um, best wishes as you depart for Greece.
1: I Thank you. I hope we get
0: to talk in between, and if not, I will chat with you in September.
1: Okay, great. Take care. Thanks, Catherine. See you all Bye, next everyone. month. Bye, everyone.
0: God bless hey.